This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, Nolsey. Hello, London. And Hamilton. And Hamilton and Port Stanley. And Port Stanley. Yes, and everywhere in between. <laughs> uh, Brent Knowles is with us. He owns the Pierside Pub in Port Stanley. And over the years, Port Stanley has become the home of Groundhog Day in the Taz and Jim listening area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it's the greatest groundhog city or town on the planet. Hear that, uh, Wyerton? Footsteps. Uh, Punxsutawney. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. We've had some fun. And this all, this all started, uh, Nolsey. Well, basically it started because you wanted to promote your pub. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, but it's turned into a movement. It has. It's, it has. Tur- it's turned into a tradition in Port Stanley. It's like a cult right? tradition, yeah. Um, we don't use a groundhog either because we think it's cruel to keep a, a groundhog locked up year-round just to... I don't want to look after one all year either. Just to exploit yeah. it one day. Exactly. Um, we were trying. We were running down the list of some of the animals that we have substituted for a groundhog we, over the years. We had a kangaroo. We've had a skinny pig. We had a panda. What was that one? A panda. A panda? No, not a panda. Uh, uh, cavy. I don't remember that, was that A cavy was yeah. like a, a ridiculous yeah. South American groundhog. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. A big old weird head, eh? Yeah. On that thing? <laughs> Stubby nose. Yeah. What yeah. else did we have? Was that it? Uh... Because we had the skinny pig a couple years. Mm-hmm. It was yes, your daughter's yes, pet. Yes, and, and we then just I went to that. Egypt, and uh, we forgot to keep the heater on and accidentally. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, this is the first time we're hearing this, <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't want no part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to wait for uh, the spring to come, and then we you know, we had her in the freezer, and then we buried her. Give her a proper burial out in the <laughs> backyard after that. At least she died doing what she loved. Yes. Predicting the future. Yes. All of that. <laughs> That's yeah. a problem when you're. Uh, Hopefully, no animal rights <laughs> activists are going to call me up now. When you're a hairless guinea pig. You know, yeah. that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. That's the benefit the of having hair. That's true. <laughs> Taz knows. Yeah, I know. I wear a toque all the time <laughs> in the house. Uh, so, Nolsey, the festivities start on Wednesday night. We're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be at the pub on Wednesday night. If yeah. you're in Port Stanley, stop by. I know Boss Brad is bringing his, his brother. Band. Brother Time Band to perform, and there'll be a meet and greet. Yeah, um, meet and greet with you guys. Uh, doors will be opening probably around seven, and uh, you guys will be in there signing autographs as usual. Do we have and a Miss Groundhog this year? We do. We do. We have. She's out in the lobby waiting. To okay, meet you guys. so we're gonna meet. We're gonna meet the animal. Yes, that is playing the role of uh, Groundhog this year. Yes, we are, and we're going to meet Miss Groundhog. Miss Groundhog, yes. All right, yes. Why don't you go grab him and bring okay, him I'll in? Be right, right back. I'm excited. <laughs> Any guesses, Jim? What kind of animal do you think it is? Well, I, I'm going to guess it's like something close to a groundhog, right? Like a squirrel or a fox or something. <laughs> oh, look at this. Okay, no, no, no I was wrong. <laughs> look at the size of this dog. Hello there. Hello, and hello, Miss Groundhog. Uh, hello. What is your name? My name's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Congratulations on uh, the honor of being Miss Groundhog in Port Stanley this Thursday. You must be very excited. I'm very excited and honored, of course. Thank you, Brent, for that. <laughs> is this your dog? This is my dog, yeah. This is Tula. Tula? What kind of dog is Tula? Tula's great a Dane? great Dane. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Hi, Tula. How are you there? She weighs uh, 163 pounds. Did you weigh the dog this morning, Nolsey? 
<laughs> now, did we have to dig the hole with an excavator? <laughs> yeah, so how is Tula going to pop out of a, a den and, and see its shadow? That's, uh... She's very talented. You'd be surprised. Yeah, does she know any tricks? What can Tula do? Well, actually, I've got a, I've got a trick for her. Um, Jim, repeat after me. Okay. Um, you know how groundhogs are very similar to woodchucks? Well, actually, I think they're the same thing. So, repeat after me. Okay. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Faster. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? One more time, faster. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Very good. Now, listen to Tula do it. Watch this, everybody. Or well, listen they, to this, Yeah, everybody. we're on the radio, Nosey. <laughs> <laughs> they can't watch it. Speak. Okay. Speak. 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 Sounds like a dinosaur. Speak. Speak. Come on, speak. <laughs> speak. 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 Good girl. See how fast she could do that it? Was, I couldn't even hear the <laughs> words. Yeah. It was so fast. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so how big, what kind of breed is this, by the way, this dog? She's a Great Dane. She's a Great... How big do Great Danes get, like, in the scale of Great Danes? How big is this? Um, she's on the smaller side, actually. Uh, she's a female. Females typically are about 20 or so pounds smaller than the males. I Looks feel, huge to me. I feel like we're cheating here. Do we want the the groundhog? Is it supposed to see its shadow? I I, I forget it, every year. It, if it sees its shadow, it gets scared, runs back in, and then there's six more weeks of winter. I see. Okay. So it's not good. How is this massive dog not going <laughs> to see its shadow? I, like across Lake Erie in Cleveland, yeah. upstate Ohio, they're going to see the dog's shadow. Sun should be up by now. <laughs> it's massive. I don't know. It seems like every year we somehow predict an early spring, so it'll be interesting this year for we'll sure. See. We'll see. We're She's excited. feeling the pressure. She's okay. scared. Okay, Wednesday night, Pierside Pub in Port Stanley. We will see you there. Uh, Nolsey doesn't disappoint. He knows that to throw a party and then uh, we'll be live 7 a.m. on uh, Groundhog morning, Day, which yeah. is Thursday morning with a bunch of festivities. And then Tula, around 8 o'clock in the morning Thursday, will uh, we'll come out of whatever we build for her to come yeah, out and of. Yeah, she will be predicting the Super Bowl again this year. Ah, now, nice. How are we going to do that? Are we going to put the team's logos on your patio and whatever logo uh, she takes a dump on? <laughs> <laughs> It better be a yeah. big patio. And I have a feeling we're going to see oh, the yeah. shadow of the dump oh, as well. Oh, that would be hilarious. Have you ever heard of Cowplop Bingo? Yeah, that's we what we'll do. Should, yes, that's this is we'll amazing. Okay. That's a good plan. Yeah. So predicting the weather and predicting the Super Bowl with our groundhog, Tula the Great Dane, at the Pierside Pub in Port Stanley this Thursday. We'll see you there. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got a listener who wants to say something on the line right now. It's Ivor. Go ahead. You're on the air. You guys do an amazing show. You helped me through uh, all my cancer treatments every morning listening to you guys when I had to go to the hospital all the time, and it was just an amazing thing. You guys, I've listened to you guys for years. Oh, man. Hey, buddy. Thank you, you. You feeling better? Uh, my can- I started with aggressive stage 4 prostate cancer. All men need to go get their prostate checked, Taz. Yeah. But I just wanted to thank you guys. Like, you helped me through a... a- a situation that, uh, you know, nobody wants to go through. And I'd listen to you guys every morning, and I said to my wife, you know, uh, I listen to uh, Taz and Jim, and, you know, I need to suck it up and go do my cancer treatments at an amazing hospital. And I just wanted to thank you guys. I can't tell you how much we appreciate that. You put smiles on our faces today, Ivor. The world we live in, uh, so much stuff is wine, wine, wine. Well, 
you guys do the stuff at Victoria Hospital, you walk up there, I always tell people after what I've went through, you walk and go and look in some rooms or whatever then. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody has uh, that If you much. think you've got problems, that sure puts your uh, your perspective in check if you go into the hospital, man. And t- there's nobody that doesn't know anybody that has been affected by cancer. I'm doing amazing now, but I thank you for that. Okay, and we'll go get fingers in our bums, okay? Yeah, please, well, tell everybody to do it, because the simple thing is... I had it done four years before, then four in, in a four-year period, and I'm 58, and then I had aggressive stage four prostate cancer. So go get it checked. It came on fast. Okay, thanks, Ivor. Okay, it was so nice talking, and thank you for everything you guys do. The Taz and Jim podcast. Monday, January 30th, 2023. Didn't know uh, this. Today is National Bubble Wrap Day. <laughs> the bubbles from popping no matter how fast i'm talking but i got to tell you what happened and why i'm bubble wrapping i saw the boys stomping on my package when i was walking home to get some bubble wrap to protect my possessions from the movers that must be suffering from depression like they got to teach me a lesson for trusting them to follow directions so i'm bubble wrapping because anything can happen when you're shipping and the carrier's tripping but once i got popping now there's no stopping now i literally bubble wrap it Okay. That was something. <laughs> I do love a good bubble wrap, though. I got to be honest. Happy bubble wrap day. It's addicting. Yeah. Uh, my kids, when a package arrives, they get all excited. Want to know if there's some bubble wrap in there for them to play with. Didn't bub- the bubbles in the bubble wrap used to be bigger, though? Like, I feel like it's only the tiny ones you get now, but there used to be ones that were, like, as big as a toonie, at least. Oh, yeah. I don't see them anymore. You don't see the large... The large bubble bubble wrap. Yeah, I used to love those. Jumping on them with, as a kid. I used to like uh, setting a trap with the bubble wrap. A bubble wrap trap. Trapping what? Like my sisters. like put it outside oh, like their bedroom alarm? door. <laughs> yeah, and they walk out and scare the heck out of themselves. Yeah, sure. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, you know who may want to wrap himself in bubble wrap? Jay Leno. He was just in the hospital because he caught fire. Remember, he burnt his face yeah. while working on one of his cars? Well, back in the hospital. Oh, man. Um, he got in a motorcycle accident last week. Oh, boy. In an interview, he says, I got knocked off my motorcycle. I've got a broken collarbone. I've got two broken ribs. Oof. I've got two cracked kneecaps. But I'm okay. Jeez, man. Like, I guess technically, but... Those injuries at that age. Yeah, he's 72. Oh, boy. That's not good. That's going to take a while to recover. He needs surgery at 72. Uh, it's, it's not easy to bounce back from. Oof. Jay was driving a 1940 Indian motorcycle. He decided to cut through a parking lot, but someone had strung a wire across the parking lot with no warning flags on it. Jay drove into it and got clotheslined off oh his motorbike. Boy, literally. I guess it wasn't a clothesline, but that's as close to a clothesline as you can get. That's what happens when you try to cut through the parking lot. Not supposed do, to do it. I know. That is illegal, <laughs> right? The cops cops can charge you for that, I'm pretty sure. I've been pulled over for trying that move. Gas station parking lot, oh, red tempting. light, you know? Yeah, yeah. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Mr. Private Jet himself, Jim Kelly. Is that going to be my nickname, like Pitbull Mr. Worldwide, or what? I'm not going to pretend... 
that I, I'm not jealous. I've never been on a private jet, Jim, so I'm living vicariously through your experience this past weekend. Mm-hmm. You and uh, five buddies bought a private jet at a charity auction. I told a couple people about it on the weekend. They're like, that's a great deal. It was 3200 bucks. 36 actually. 3, it, was, it was 600 bucks. bucks each for six guys. It's pretty pretty sweet, though. Yeah. I mean, a fl- any flight would be around there, you'd think. Maybe not domestically. But if you're flying like to Calgary, it's 600 bucks at least. Flying in Canada is not cheap, man. Yeah, yeah. So we got a, the flight was at 7 a.m. So we pulled up to not even the airport. It was like a different, it was its own hangar. No security. You just go on the plane, like you walk out there, and uh, the plane was, no, I'm not being specific, but it's a little smaller than I was expecting, because you see, like, Drake on a plane, there's all this space. Now, you couldn't really stand up straight, (laughs) but uh, it was still awesome, because we pulled out the tables, and we were playing Euchre at, like, 7 in the morning, and then we realized when the attendant goes, do you guys want anything to drink? We're thinking, like, water or something like that, but then he opens this whole drawer, and there's liquor bottles, wine, beers, M&M's, Open Pringles. Bar. So I had, in a, in that flight to Mount Tremblant was an hour. I had a bottle of wine and four tall boys. Because <laughs> it was all free. And on a plane, the beers are so expensive. When am, when am I going to be I on know. a private jet again? And I might a couple glasses well of champagne. Live a little. Okay, I, so, I had a feeling that you guys were getting a little tuned because uh, I think it was around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning and you sent me a picture of you and all your buddies shirtless. Yeah. Crammed in there like sardines. Oh, yeah. We were just on cloud nine. Like, we were having, like, a, the funniest time and we're all laughing and stuff like that. Yeah, so we we're thought, we, what would be funny? <laughs> what would be funny? So we were like, let's get our tarps off. So we went tarps off. Okay, now let's take our pants off, guys. <laughs> One guy in the corner. I'm already there. <laughs> but then, like, it, the crazy thing about the private jet is how fast it got there. Because we left London, Ontario at, like, you know, quarter after seven. And we were skiing in Mount Tremblant at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like, it was mind-boggling. Uh, but the, when you start a morning that hard... And then like you go you go snowboarding for like two hours. You stop, get lunch, drink a bit more. You st- you, you snowboard till about two thirty three, and then you start drinking again until dinner. And uh, let's so just you were not following the uh, the government guidelines that were put out last week when it comes to healthy drinking. No, no, I th- I I <laughs> I think I did my years allotment <laughs> to be honest. So much so that like we went out for dinner and like I was lost. I couldn't get back to my hotel room. I I was in the basement. I couldn't find my room. I couldn't get in my room. I had to go get security to help me up and put me to bed. <laughs> so I got into bed and then I woke up and one of our friends was missing. He was in another hotel completely. He yeah. couldn't find his way back. It was it was a mess, but we slowed it down on Saturday and uh, I, I I went up the hill once I think and down. I said I'm gonna take a nap. So I wasted a bunch of money on my lift ticket that day, but uh, yeah, we went to the casino that night. And and did you win? No, no, I oh. lost about 60 bucks, but we hung oh. out with uh, some... I was hoping you won big because it sounds like you've become accustomed to the private jet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard It's hard to go back, and even like on the ride back, on the flight back, me and my buddies were like, I wish the flight was longer. You know, because it's only an hour, and we just, yeah. we, so we tell the pilot, like, take the scenic route and do a couple <laughs> laps, because we had it for three hours, technically, each way, and we didn't, we didn't, you know, utilize that to its maximum effect, but, uh, yeah, man, it was awesome, and then, like, landing in, in the airport again, you, you unload, no security yeah. again, back in the car, back home, like, we left. All Trump those long. drugs, nobody's searching not, you not, for all the drugs we, you guys had on you? They didn't even ask or bring it up. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hope you had a great weekend. 
If you're a wrestling fan, you probably got pretty pumped up for the Royal Rumble. Man, I wish we had someone who, who watched the Royal Rumble to tell us all about it. <laughs> what? Come on! Not again! We no just way. replaced that! <laughs> this is thick, soundproof glass in the studio. Gosh! I, uh, there's no other way to get in here, though. I, just, I have to come in. Sorry. It's Mark LaBelle from our sister station, Fresh Radio. WWE superfan. We had you on the air uh, doing a little preview of the Royal Rumble. Did it live up to the expectations that you had set for yourself, Mark? It lived up to it and more. There were so many fun moments. Personally, I have a three-month-old son, and mm-hmm. we set him in front of the TV, and he watched his first Royal Rumble. Which is a real milestone, right? Like, That's amazing. You know, like, first stabs, first words, but first Royal First Rumble. Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> I only get one of those. So. How old did you say he was? He's three months. Three months. Oh, yeah. He was probably he right into it. it. He, he was into it. it. He loved it. Uh, did We were speculating that Stone Cold might appear as one of the Royal Rumblers. Did it happen? Yeah, that didn't happen. That was one of the only downfalls of the Rumbles. A lot of times they have a lot of big surprises. Yeah. And, and Non-wrestlers. You said Drew Carey. Did you know Drew Carey one year was... <laughs> In the Royal Mr. Rumble. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he made it. Mr. In. Price is right. What? Yeah. How long did he last? Kane pretty much killed him that year, I oh think. But, uh, Bob Barker would have been great if he came out and, like, Happy Gilmore style, just beat <laughs> the snot out of some guys. We, we had to return a Booker T. So oh, Booker I love T. Booker T. He came in, did his spin and left. Uh, and then Logan Paul, that was a big, uh, that's a yeah. gif floating around here now. I, I messaged you yesterday because I don't think I've ever seen this move. And we have been pretty critical of the Paul brothers, you know, their YouTube stars mm-hmm. who have pretty, uh, they come off as kind of douchey. Yeah, very, right? very <laughs> douchey, yeah. But I guess if you're a heel in the WWE, it works, right? It's perfect. He's made for it. He's tailor-made for so it. What, mm-hmm. Describe this move. Describe what, what happens here. So basically, there's a lot of guys that do these moves where they'll be on the outside of the ring apron and then they'll jump up like bounce off the ropes and kind of clothesline someone. But the, what happened here was uh, Logan Paul did it from one side and a guy named Ricochet did it from the other side and they both jumped, I don't know how far it is, across the ring there and collided midair. Yeah, they were flying. Cool. Here, let's play the audio. I don't know, but I guarantee it's highlight worthy. Oh, oh my goodness, what a collision! What the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> like, it reminded me of... If you're kind of like button mashing in, in Mortal Kombat or something, you know, you just kind of fly up. You don't really know yeah, what you yeah, hit. Yeah. And then, you know, they... they the sound it. it makes is kind of gross. It's like a baseball bat hitting an apple when <laughs> two, two bodies s- just collide yeah. together in the air like that. It was almost like two simultaneous clotheslines. It was very cool. Is it easier to be a wrestler than I thought, or is Logan Paul that athletic? See, I, I was in the same boat as you guys thinking he's a major douche, right? But... He's had a couple matches now, and I don't know. He's impressed everybody. You really can't say anything bad mm-hmm. about him. Even the hardcore wrestling fans are like, I got to give him props. Yeah. Like he did, he did a, a couple months ago a dive off of the ring apron through the announce table, and he had his phone taking like a, a selfie, selfie shot on the way down there. <laughs> and he's worth a lot of money. Like if he cripples himself, like he's given up a lot of future earnings. Yeah. Like some of these wrestlers aren't paid that well, and they're sacrificing the body to make that paycheck, but he doesn't need to do that for the paycheck. The last time he came out, he came to the ring with a, a Pokemon card in a case around his neck. I remember just to seeing add that. To the douchiness. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like a like a very rare Pokemon yeah. card worth a million dollars. He's like, I'm a baller. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Instead of wearing a gold chain. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, 
He's Who something. won? Logan Paul didn't win. No, so Cody Rhodes is when we were talking on Friday there, he was yeah. one of the favorites. Dusty Rhodes' son. He won yeah, it he's, for uh, he's Dusty. the one that won it all. Yeah, cool. his dad's yeah. never won, so he did it for his dad. Nice. One other weird match though they had was it's something called a, a pitch black match, and they put on black lights, so it was almost like cosmic bowling in there. Oh boy. <laughs> Gotta make sure your shorts are clean. <laughs> <laughs> Shirt out of the laundry that day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there's, there's a couple people in the front row that were uh, a little concerned that they might have something on their face. I, I am a wrestling fan, so I'm going to make fun of my own. But yeah, that's really risky with a, a, a black light. Wrestling, yeah. wrestling fans here. Yeah. CSI so. <laughs> WWE. And now the winner is Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Here we go. Sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Did the Cincinnati Bengals get robbed yesterday, Dev? Well, yes and no. Uh, I know that's not the, the greatest of answers, but they lost the game. They had a chance to win the game. There's always going to be uh, bad calls that don't go your way. Had they not uh, roughed the passer, uh, and unnecessary roughness was the actual call on Patrick Mahomes with eight seconds left. Who knows what would have happened? That definitively lost them the game. Yeah, Joseph Osai from the Bengals pushes uh, Mahomes. It, it was a clear foul. It was a clear penalty, 100%. The issue with that call, though, is there was a similar situation a few plays earlier when the Bengals had the ball, where Joe Burrow, it looked like pretty clearly, he was uh, the victim of unnecessary roughness, and it wasn't called against the Chiefs. And so it was a constant theme the entire game where the officiating was just really bad. Well, the other issue is moments before that happened, Kansas City for some reason was allowed to have a fifth down? <laughs> Wait, like, I, I didn't see about? the game I heard about this. How is this possible? Okay, so this is uh, this is confusing uh, because clearly they allowed a fifth down in the game. So what happened <laughs> was there was a second down where the Chiefs threw the ball was incomplete. Incomplete passes are supposed to stop the clock. In this case, the clock did not stop. So it's third down, but the clock is running. Both teams are acting as everything's normal. One referee notices, hey, the clock's running. We need Mm -hmm. to blow the play dead. But the play goes ahead. The Chiefs uh, complete a four-yard pass, four- or five-yard pass. So it should be fourth down. The refs gather and say, wait a minute, that play should not have counted because the clock was running. But they allowed the play to go ahead. So they did a do-over. And on the do-over, Mahomes was sacked. And there was a penalty on the Bengals, and so the Chiefs got a first ra- a first down because there was uh, unnecessary roughness on the uh, on the quarterback, and that gave them a whole new set of downs. Now nothing came. I've gone cross eyed. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, that, there. that nothing came from that new set of downs, so they didn't score. But it just kind of underscores how confusing mm. of a situation it entirely was. I think the refs were cheering for Kansas City. I think the NFL was cheering for Kansas City. I think Tony Romo was cheering for Kansas City. Like that guy, he got a little, 
I think there was movement anytime he talked about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You know what I mean? Listen, I mean, the storyline is... Oh, Patrick Mahomes! <laughs> Tony <laughs> Romo. The storyline is much better. Kansas City and Philadelphia. You have the Andy Reid Bowl. Why is it the Andy Reid Bowl? So Andy Reid, now the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, previously the head coach of the Philadelphia right. Eagles. And the Kelsey brothers. You have a Kelsey who plays for the Chiefs. You have a Kelsey who plays for the Eagles. So you have that dynamic as well. The, the storylines are so much better. It had to be either Kansas City and Philadelphia or Cincinnati and San Francisco for the storylines to be the So the you think best. they rigged it too? I don't think they rigged it. I mean, I just think the officiating across all sports is that bad. Yeah, I felt bad for Bengals fans. That stunk. You guys are Buffalo Bills fans. I feel less bad. (laughs) I'm sure you didn't mind seeing the team that eliminated the Bills get eliminated. KC versus the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. We need to focus. We're, we need to talk about the 49ers and the Eagles. We're getting off topic. Now we're discussing whether or not Devin Peacock has good nipples. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you claim to have good nipples. I have but great nipples. It's That's pretty, not even up for debate. Pretty strange. Jim posts a, a shirtless selfie of him and his half-naked friends on their private jet. It's you, shirtless. It's not half-naked. Half your body was naked. Half your body's <laughs> naked. No, no, no. That's not half naked. Is it? It's 100% half no, naked. when you say half naked, it's not a shirt. Well, maybe, I guess, technically. If you've got pants on and no shirt, you're half I naked. I think you're only three quarters naked with a shirt off with pants. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, uh, then Dev thought I threw down the nipple gauntlet as a challenge. But listen, Dev, I'm not. I've never judged your nipples. They're great. Don't don't worry. You and I are like nipple but twins. The, the, you were commenting on all the nipples. And I always it made me two think nipples. that you've got weird nipples. No, I got normal. Why else are you so all fascinated with everyone else's fine. nipples? <laughs> all three. <of> them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else we got? Oh yeah, Dev also just said that he quit umpiring uh, girls softball because the girls were too mean to him. And we got a text message. It's like, hey, guys, LMAO, laughing out loud at the softball talk. I've been a softball coach for several years, and I know how cutthroat players and parents can be, (laughs) and certainly the coaches as well. Yeah. No, uh, the girls, uh, they cut to the core of who you are as a, <laughs> as a teenage umpire. They call, they call me umpire weird nips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three strikes? No, you got three nips. Uh, San Francisco, man, disappointing end to the Brock Purdy story. Listen, he's, his career's hopefully not over, but he did get injured during that game, and it was just a huge momentum shift after that. The San Francisco 49ers this year were the team where it's just like, where people would be asked, like, why won't you die? Because Trey Lance goes down, Garoppolo comes in, they do great. Garoppolo goes down, Brock Purdy comes in, they do great. Then Brock Purdy goes down against Philadelphia, Josh Johnson comes in, he gets injured. When you lose four quarterbacks in one season, you are not destined to win. Brock Purdy then comes back into the game, even though they they revealed after the game he's got a UCL in his elbow. Like, he basically saw it in the game, he couldn't throw more than like five yards. So they were reduced to just running the football. Otherwise, they would have to have Christian McCaffrey, their running back, who's their emergency quarterback, be the quarterback because teams these days don't 
uh, carry three quarterbacks on the roster because and who there's loses? no Zamboni driver yeah. in uh, oh, in football. The grass cutter, maybe <laughs> <laughs> the hot dog guy gets sure. pulled out of the stand. Yeah, because he's throwing hot dogs to people down the rows. <laughs> oh, that would be a Cinderella story. But yeah, it's like it's uh, you could see like teams like why won't you die? Because the 49ers <laughs> just keep coming back up and Not keep fighting. Not yesterday though. But uh, it was it was tough to watch because yeah. they could they could do nothing but run the ball, and when you can do nothing but run the ball, it's easy to stop. Touted as the best defense in the NFL, and the Eagles didn't seem to have a problem uh, figuring out San Fran's defense, which makes me think: how is how are the Eagles not going to win the Super Bowl? Well, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, the early analysis is kind of a thing. Uh, you look at the Eagles, great team from top to bottom. But if you're looking at who's the best player on the field in the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Wait till you hear how much it's going to cost you to go to the Super Bowl. You're saying like base level, nosebleed tickets, five grand. Yeah. This is an average price. This is to get in the door. The lowest ticket right now, uh, according to Ticket Smarter, the cheapest single ticket for the game is $5,368. It's uh, row 22 in the upper bowl, so I'm guessing right at the back. That's crazy. I had a chance. I've never been to the Super Bowl, but I had tickets one year. Friend of mine worked at a bar and won a promotion, sold the most Budweiser, mm-hmm. and won tickets to the Super Bowl. And we went down there, and we sold the tickets. You know, oh man! I, I think at the time we got two grand, like a, a thousand bucks a ticket. It's it's hard to turn that down. Well, I was I was twenty years old, nineteen twenty. Yeah. And I stayed, it was, it was, the Super Bowl was in Miami, so I stayed in Florida for an extra week with a thousand bucks. It was great. Yeah, yeah. But now, knowing what you know now, how big prices are going to get. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get another chance Uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Tell your buddy to sell some more damn Budweiser. Get on it. It's Glendale, Arizona is going to be the site of the Super Bowl this year. We know it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. And boy, oh boy, Eagles fans pretty pumped about that. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! I always had faith in the whole situation. Keep the the faith! We obliterated them. We ran the ball. We played smart. Most importantly, we stayed healthy the whole game. Brock Purdy who? They said, Brocky, they're going to put the statue up and disrespect us and put a 49ers jersey on the statue. Brock Purdy who? Number one, one more, y'all. We coming for y'all. We're going in there taking it in. It's our house. Nobody comes in here messing with us. E-A-G-L-E-S. How's that guy feeling this morning? We did it, job. We is here. We is taking over. 49ers go home. We do not want to get out the camera, big man. It's Eagles forever. Next week, Bengals, Chiefs, doesn't matter. We stack them up, we knock them down. Eagles all day. Eagles all day, baby. Not surprising, the riot police had to be called in in Philadelphia yesterday during the celebrations after the Eagles beat the 49ers handily. If they win the Super Bowl, man. Call in the army. Yeah, nice knowing you, Philadelphia. <laughs> it's our house. Nobody comes in here messing with us. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, joins us, and I don't know, Dev. There's a lot of talk out there that the NFL is rigged today, 
KC game against the Bengals. Bengals really got screwed over by the refs. Bengals had some calls go against them 100%. Uh, to rig that game, though, is like... Uh, would would all the players have to be involved and the refs? Know. I mean, we're, we're asking for a level of sophistication from the referees that they have shown they clearly do not possess. Right? Who, who would the NFL rather have playing in the Super Bowl? The Bengals or the Kansas City Chiefs? Neither it, market is all that is huge. Is it just because Mahomes is a big name and he's a stud right now? Like that's the only reason I could see. They set to Mahomes the up to be the the, the big uh, the big the superstar stud, and he keeps losing. So they had to rig it to get him to the <laughs> Super Bowl. I don't think it is. How, rigged. how am I the conspiracy guy today? When you, it's usually you, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Always, I, I do believe the NBA is rigged. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, totally. But I, I honestly, I, like, I feel like there is evidence that the NBA is rigged, but I haven't seen like a great, you know, great theory that the NFL. So you're is just yet. saying that the the refs last night. We're bumbling buffoons. They're idiots. But but here's the thing. So but the, the, in the NBA on the weekend, there was also a case in the Lakers-Celtics game that ended in controversy because LeBron James was driving to the hoop, was fouled, but wasn't called for a foul. He freaked out. Lakers lose the game. Referees after the game admitted they got it wrong. And so we have this situation in sports where we have referees who make all these calls and we have instant replay of various forms. Technology. But so often, the the replay is dependent on the original bad call by the referee. So is there enough information to overturn the call? Whereas for me, it should be, is this right or is this wrong? Who cares what the original call yeah. was? So I think I think sports need to move away use from the, the referees. If, if you want to use the technology, go with the technology. If you don't, just go with the human element, but understand there's got to be mistakes. Now, yeah, I don't... I. <laughs> I don't want to sound too soft here, but are we also being too hard on refs? There is no job in the world where anybody is perfect. Like, there are going to be mistakes if there's humans involved. It just is what it is. Is there no, like, leeway we can give him bad call here, but let's move on? I, it wish, happens? I wish we had a cage to open, just let a bangle out of his cage to attack Jim <laughs> right now. You mean <laughs> a fan or the actual tiger? Guys, <laughs> a Bengals fan riding a tiger. Yeah. Let me tell you, back in the day... Jim's defending the refs. I umpired, like, uh, 12-year-old girls softball... And they were vicious. Like that, I, yeah. I, I umpired for one year, and then I was done crying, because, man. like, those girls <laughs> yeah. were mean. I, Their I parents one, were mean, and yeah. I wanted no part of it. I refed one weekend soccer tournament when I was in grade uh, ten, and it was grade eight boy soccer. And I never refed again in my life. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like referees. Oh, those poor refs. Is that? I the mean, story they're getting, no, they're getting paid a pretty penny. Away? But if there are going to be humans refing, there will inevitably be mistakes. So either get rid of the humans and go all tech or forgive them a bit. It's, Robot it's, refs. It's crazy to say, you know, mistakes are part of the game, but mistakes are part of the game. I mean, you have that. That happens all the time. But, but for me, it's like you can't have it on both where the leagues are saying, okay, we have the instant replay, well, but was, we're not using it the entire way. I think so it was he, beyond a mistake yesterday. That whole the debacle that unfolded in the final minute of that KC game was like next level incompetence then. It was a new one. Yeah, I mean, but... Uh, but, but had if the if the Bengals didn't have the unnecessary roughness against Patrick Mahomes, do they make that field goal with eight seconds left? Maybe not. Maybe not. And so, despite all the incompetence, Cincinnati still screwed could up have and won. gave it away. Yeah. yeah. They made the play. They right. made the and mistake. Listen, I, we, uh, we're supposed to be talking about San Fran right now, <laughs> but we're out of time. So do you have a couple minutes? I, have, stick some, I have some time. Okay, we'll talk about San Fran and the Eagles. That game coming up with Dev here.